Welcome to the On the Blue Couch podcast. This is the therapy podcast providing information, reflections, and interviews on anything and everything related to therapy. This is episode 31, Living Your Passions, a conversation with Evan Center. Hi all and welcome to this 31st episode. Today I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Evan Center. Uh, She is a psychotherapist. She's a licensed clinical professional counselor um, from Bozeman, Montana. Uh, She has a private practice there where she sees teens, adolescents, young adults. She also works with parents. Um, And she also works with therapists um, around the country who are wanting to launch their own private practices, wanting to build them. Uh, She really has helped a lot of therapists, including myself, um, really build a meaningful practice. Um, So any information related to contacting her, um, any websites I will have on my website, uh, onthebluecouch.com, and she will also share with you at the end of uh, the podcast. Uh, So Evan was actually in town this week uh, visiting Chicago. Uh, She was putting on an event actually for therapists um, that was really enjoyable. So after that, I got to sit down with her, sit across from her and talk face to face about engaging her passions and what she would recommend for others who want to engage their passions and make that more of their everyday. So I hope you enjoy this. uh, And here you go. Hi, all, and welcome to this episode. I'm sitting here today with Evan Center. She's here actually in Chicago, sitting across from me, which I'm really excited about. Um, We had talked about doing this podcast, me in Chicago, Evan in Montana, and so I actually get to sit across from her today um, because she was holding an event here. So, yeah, it's great to have you here. Thanks. It's great to be in Chicago. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about like living your everyday passions. And so Evan clearly does that. She, for me, um, can be a model for that and some of the things that she has talked to, to me about and shared with me. So I wanted to share that also with all of you. Um, so I guess I'm just going to start by asking you um, how you describe passion and what it means to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so I read an article within the last year, and I can't remember what it was called, but it um, said something about um, finding your passion is BS or something was the title. Uh-huh. Um, and it said, you already know what your passion is. Your passion is that thing that you're willing to stay up late for, or not even that you're willing to stay up late for, but that you just do. You know, mm-hmm. you sit down in the evening after you've worked, after you've put the kids to bed, um, and before you know it, working on whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. it's 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. And you're like, oh, God, I got to go to bed. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's that's what that passion is. The thing that doesn't feel like um, like it's anything except for that it's just what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for somebody that might be, you know, reading comic books or for me, it's, you know, it's a, a few different things. But um, I definitely, when I read that description, I was like, Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what that is. You know what that is. And so what have you been staying up late for these days? I know you have a couple projects going on, but like yeah. that are connected with your passion. Yeah. 
Yeah, so what are some of those? Well, it's interesting. The things that I am staying up late for, so one thing I, I have always been willing to stay up late for since I was a little kid is drawing sketches of houses. So uh-huh. drawing floor plans or designing houses or designing furniture layout, um, which is interesting because that's not really related to my career in any really any way shape or form mm-hmm. like sometimes I like I got to renovate my office last year I <laughs> love your office so I've seen pictures of your office yeah and, um yeah so you got to renovate that. I got to um, renovate my office uh you know and, and it comes out of my personal life I, I was really lucky to mm-hmm. get to design the house that I live in mm-hmm. which I don't even own um mm-hmm. but I was able to design it and I rent it and um so, you know, I've had these little opportunities, and I think they come up sometimes, even if it's not your profession, mm-hmm. to follow your passion, um, especially if you let other people know about it. Like, I've gotten mm-hmm. to pick colors from many of my friends' interiors when they move to a new house. They're like, mm-hmm. what, what should we paint? And I'm like, oh, goody. <laughs> Happy to help. Um, so that's one of my passions. The other thing I spent, uh, a couple weeks ago, I spent the weekend in... Uh, meditation and contemplation. Uh-huh. Um, I did a yoga nidra and and vision setting class on Friday, and then Saturday set did a sitting meditation and walking meditation and and contemplation at our local Dharma center. And um, and it was really interesting because in particular at the Dharma center we were talking about values mm-hmm. and what's really important to you and. Though it wasn't even one of the things I definitely like necessarily laid out on the worksheet that we did in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, or wasn't even one of the options. During one of my walking meditations, I had this big like aha moment mm-hmm. where I realized that um, I so I have a lot of professional projects going on, and some of which were pulling me away from the work that I do as a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. But I had this aha moment where I was like, oh, of course, duh, the, the most important thing to me in the world, more important than design and beauty, um, is is kids and families. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, for anybody who knows me well, they would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, duh. But for me, there was this like realignment back to I, and I knew that my daughter w- is number one mm-hmm. for me, um, but it was this, this sort of, uh, this re return um, to myself that I was able to discover in creating some space of, okay, yeah, my daughter is number one, and as a, a sort of a descendant of that value or uh, passion. Mm-hmm kids in general and parents in general, supporting parents and kids and families is so important to me. Like, makes me cry Mm-mm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, and flying out here, you know, that's what I was like. I was like, ooh, um, Leonard Sachs, the collapse of parenting. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like, so that's what I listened to on Audible on the way out. You know, that's... Um, you know, not that the collapse of parenting is fun for me, but, like, that's what gets me going. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something about acknowledging and also coming back to reconnecting with passions that mm-hmm. are actually... Because I know your practice, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, of, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, duh. it sounds like everyone else. Right. But you're, you're kind of talking about those moments where, even if we are living our passions, sometimes yeah. it's actually really having 
the acknowledgement, the naming of it, and that yeah. it sounds like for you, yeah. um, that's part of what happened when you open up space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I also coach therapists, and I'm also opening a high school, so I have a lot of balls in the air, and I think sometimes I don't slow down enough to mm-hmm. to reflect. Um, and I I heard a story about um, it was I think it was Gandhi who took one day a week. It was like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and he was like, nope, you know, not not participating in anything those days. That's mm-hmm. the day that I sit and I listen. Um, and I was like, okay, to take a, yeah. a page out of, you know, a pretty, pretty incredible thinker and leader's book, mm-hmm. like he probably was onto something, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should listen and watch what, you know, he did and find more space for that in my life. And, um, you know, I did that a couple weeks ago, and it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, right, okay. Here it is. Yeah. There it is. It's right there. Sometimes we're so busy in our lives that we don't stop to listen, mm-hmm. but it's there. The information's there. Mm-hmm. I actually have two questions that I'm sitting with right now, and I'm debating which one to ask you um, because it. one of the questions, I guess, that we can move into that is, you know, you've, you've created this space for, you know, listening to yourself, but as you reflect and take a moment – what has uh, your what have your passions looked like over the years? Like how have they evolved? Mm-hmm. What have you noticed, observed in yourself around, you know, that ebb and flow or development of passion? Yeah. Um. I think you know if I were to go back, and this isn't exactly what you asked, but if I were to go back in time and talk to my eighteen, nineteen year old self, mm-hmm. um, I. I'd probably tell myself it's going to work out pretty much no matter what you follow because you're a pretty passionate person. But don't don't go into a career path just because you think it's a good idea. Um, and not that I did. I mean, I certainly, as an undergrad, I studied um, theater, and I was a costume designer. Mm-hmm. And that was not, like, a good career. You know, it's like no parent's going to be like, yeah, why don't you, you know what, I really think you should study theater in, you know, in your... <laughs> in your liberal arts college education. But I definitely, you know, I, I did that because I liked design and mm-hmm. I liked textiles and I liked color um, and I liked the creativity of it. And that was an outgrowth from um, from my interest in architecture as a child. And then, you know, from, it was, it's this strangely uh, linear path that I've been on where I followed, you know, my passion into costume design, mm-hmm. and then I ended up teaching theater at a couple different high schools, and realized that I and in my senior year of college had some interactions with some kids in the neighborhood that was really inspiring, and um, and realized that I, you know, and then through teaching theater in high schools, I was like, yeah, I do think that teenagers are the bomb diggity. They are so dynamic and spunky and, you know, full of chutzpah and, um, you know, and, and then followed that into the path of counseling. Um, so, you know, it, it's been surprisingly linear. When I look back on it, it makes sense, even though if you'd been down in the grasses or in, down in the weeds during it, you'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you studied theater and now you're mm-hmm. teaching high school and, like, you know, and, and you know, there have been offshoots. It, worked at Pier 1 Imports mm-hmm. many years ago, you know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's been there all along. They come together somehow. Yeah. At least for you. Yeah, yeah they do. 
And so what would you say to someone who's saying, okay, I'm hearing that things, these things have come together and that you're able to really engage your passions. Come, it sounds like it comes more, it just unfolds and is natural for you. What advice would you give to someone who needs a little more guidance around maybe engaging more of their passions? Yeah. Well, I think even though, you know, it has worked out for me that I get to work with kids and parents in my profession, I don't work with design Mm-hmm. in my profession, although I am kind of constantly trying to find a way to do that because I love it so much. Um, but I think it's important to realize that you don't have to do your passion for work um, and that if you're not doing it as your job, you do need to find an outlet for it. So, you know, whether that's, you know, helping friends with paint colors or, you know, hanging out at the comic book shop every Saturday Mm -hmm. or you know if it you know if your passion is you know about athletic endeavors making sure that you are doing your triathlon once a year or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you um making that a priority um I was talking to my sister-in-law yesterday she and I went for a walk and she said oh yeah like I I really years ago realized that my running has to come first. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that over the years with her. Like, she, like, first thing in the morning, she goes out for a run. And I think, myself included, we're not all very good at prioritizing that passion and mm-hmm. saying, no, without any exceptions, this has to happen. And we, I, women perhaps are, are worse at this than anybody else because we tend to be caregivers. I think many men are caregivers as well. I know many male caregivers. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's a caregiver, I think, tends to put that personal need on the back burner, mm-hmm. whether it's exercise or drawing pictures of houses mm-hmm. or, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I, travel is one of your passions, but I don't know yeah. what all of your passions are. And um, Yeah, and I know you we were talking a little bit earlier about travel and, you know, kind of there is that in our mind, where, where am I going next? There's that question. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there will be time at some point. Yeah to do it. It may yeah. not be right away, but that knowing somehow that it's in the future yeah. is kind of comforting and that you can make plans for it, I guess. It is. And I'm sure you know these people too, but I know so many people who are like, oh yeah, I would love to travel, but they don't for whatever reason. They, you know, maybe they haven't made putting aside that money a priority mm-hmm. or they feel like they're obligated to their, their work, their job, and they can't leave it for that long a period mm-hmm. of time. And, um, I know you and I have talked about that I have taken, even as a psychotherapist, I've taken, you know, three-week vacations before. I went to, when my daughter was two, so that was like four years ago, I went to Turkey for three or three and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And a lot of therapists won't do that, Mm -hmm. right? They won't leave their patients for that long. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, depends on the situation, but I think it's, it's doable if that's a real high priority of yours. Yeah, I do think it's doable. And I think that that's something, I mean, I'm just going to, it's kind of like my side uh, note about all this, is I think that in our companies and places of work that we just don't value it here like they value it in other countries. Yeah. And I think if you were to meet somebody who is like from England or another European country, for example, or South America, that they are like, yeah, I have yeah. three, six weeks of vacation. It's right. Like, Really? And what's what, what's that like? You I know? mean, that that goes back to that question of like when you ask somebody what they do in the U.S., they they tell you about their job, and you ask them what they do in in Europe or in mm-hmm. South America, and they tell you about their life. 
mm-hmm. right? We have this sort of maybe perhaps backwards, I, I might say it's backwards, um, like prioritization that our work is so important. And arguably, you know, those of us who are psychotherapists or educators or, I mean, many of our professions are really, truly important and world-changing and life-changing for the people that we interface with. And well, mm-hmm. our passions are important too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's both. It doesn't yeah. have to be one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, if, if anything else, like, is there anything else that you could say about what gets in people's way of mm. in really engaging their passion, making time for it, prioritizing? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have encountered people who are just kind of like, meh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, really gets me going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, certainly that would get in the way of one's passion. And I wonder in some of those cases if they're feeling like their passion isn't isn't good enough or like isn't appropriate enough or like you know maybe their passion is for you know watching old you know reruns or Mm -hmm. something and they just love you know that bygone era and tapping into that like Mm -hmm. you know if that's your passion like go for it you know who's judging like right we need diversity in our world to make it go round Mm -hmm. and I've got my passions and you know they're they're mine they're not yours you know you pick your own. Right. There isn't one list out there. Yeah. 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 Um, is there anything else you want people to know about living your everyday passion? Any last thoughts? Yeah. It makes life so much better. Mm-hmm. It makes everything so much better, I think. Um, I feel, you know, work isn't, even though I work in a field of my passion, it's not like every day is awesome. Mm-hmm. I have a very difficult job sometimes. Um but also knowing that I'm building this school and, and working with kids who aren't necessarily struggling as like a, a balance to the working with kids that are really, really, really struggling. And um, I feel like it gives me energy. It, you know, it charges my, my key, my chi energy in a way mm-hmm. that I, you know, hopefully I won't turn into the walking dead. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think we all have the potential to become the walking dead. And I think if we can really nurture that passion and tap into it we can feel really alive mm-hmm. and really connected mm-hmm. with ourselves, but also with other people mm-hmm. through that passion and it's worth it yeah amen to all that you just said <laughs> thank you yeah. yeah so good to see you and so thank you so much you for being a part of this podcast Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. And I'll also include, okay, what is your website? I'm going to include it on my website too, but. Oh man, I got so many. I'll give them all three. So centerinstitute.com is, is where I work with psychotherapists and naturopaths and health coaches around the country. Um, and Bozeman Counseling for Teens is uh, my psychotherapy practice. And bozemanfieldschool.org is the high school that I'm opening, st- opening fall 2017. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah. Yeah, as it opens. That's great. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, until next time, take good care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.